0: Dude, Brandon, um, did you see the like the ending to NXT Super Tuesday like the whole indecision and Adam Cole and Finn Balor? I loved it, bro.
1: Fucking shame on you!
0: Okay, that escalated pretty quickly. I mean, it's...
1: NXT I know is dead! It, okay... Dead!
0: Uh, Shit! Uh, It's Izzy the prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting
1: better and better and better and just stacking them up like new day pancakes. Those was the biggest
0: accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter,
1: tweet me, DM me,
0: FaceTime me, and I for Friday. day. Welcome guys, <laughs> This so, so full disclosure, if you're watching the video version, that's what Brandon and I do while waiting for the podcast, we try to see if we can make the green screen look weird, and Brandon, if, if, if you're in Audio Land, Brandon was licking my bicep, remember we're in two separate rooms, but on the video version looks like he was licking my bicep, Brandon, we're off to a horrible start already. <laughs> what do you mean? That it's, was shit. brilliant. This is not the Kenny for your thoughts podcast that I know. <laughs> Make sure to smash
1: that like button and subscribe. I want to see 2,000 likes on this video, goddammit.
0: 2,000. Thanks, BB from FL. Brandon's energy is not, um, not there today, full disclosure, because uh, this man... Uh, came on air and uh, yeah, literally we're counting down, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I gotta pee," and I'm like, "Go!" and he's like, nah, "I'll just tough it out for the next hour." Just
1: gonna, just gonna use it, man. Use that focus. We both gotta go, to the rest, you know. But we're gonna do this. We're That's gonna power true. through.
0: True. Uh, the pressure, <laughs> the pre- pressure makes diamonds out of all of us, bro.
1: <laughs> How hard are you squeezing right now, Kenny?
0: That's what the people want to know. Brandon demands 2K. <laughs> not, not basketball, but 2K likes. Okay, so smash likes. the like button. If you're on the chat right now, this is your first time. I saw some first timers uh, before we went. What, what did Brandon have this morning? Well, I'll tell you what he didn't have. <laughs> Doesn't have this morning or any other morning, and that's common sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, I like, I like
1: this. the chat. People in chat know what to do. They're smashing the like button. <laughs> they get that uh, algorithm going. People, people want you to and use he, a K cup. Yeah, he, get a K cup and use a uh, use a K cup in the chat too. Talk about something.
0: Wes says, "Damn, didn't know Scott Steiner was on the show." I, I wish I could do like a good <laughs> Scott Steiner impression. <laughs> this fat civil bitch. He wants me to be three hundred pounds. You just gotta, you know, just gotta be angry. Oh, right, now before we get to to
1: uh, serious wrestling stuff, there's a lot of wrestling going on. Uh, wh- what the hell's happening on Netflix here? You got me, you got me worked up. What Brandon, is this?
0: Brandon, I literally have it listed on our notes that, uh, Brandon's favorite Netflix show was canceled, so he's been worried. He's been so worried that he just yeah. himself. But, <laughs> Brandon, the <laughs> okay. big show show has been canceled oh, on Netflix. damn it! Unfortunately, on. after one season. One you know,
1: season, that's all it gets?
0: One season is wait, wait. all it gets.
1: One season. Is he to get picked up by somebody else, Maybe. Maybe Amazon or are they got to float it around somewhere.
0: Why would Amazon Prime pick it up? <laughs> Somebody needs to pick it up. Mm-hmm. It was a good show. It was a good. <laughs> I thought it was too. fun.
1: Yeah,
0: I thought it was too. But uh, I mean,
1: they got a lot of garbage on that flick. So look, I mean, that's I'm just pretty saying.
0: Good. I'm just saying that if our show, if our show can survive, how come how come the big show show can't? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so our, our show yeah. surviving the pandemic. Alright, and apparently Vince McMahon, we'll get into it, that'll be the last thing we talk about, but apparently, Vince McMahon is doing us a favor with our show. <laughs> <laughs> Letting more people consume our content because, damn it, our wrestlers can't have YouTubes and cameos. <laughs> we'll get into that later,
1: alright? That's coming along here. You know what else has got me worked up that I'm not, not too happy about? What's up? They broke up the best tag team in wrestling, the Iconics.
0: I mean come on what is this who's a more iconic duo brandon and i or billy k and peyton royce that's what i ask you yeah Yeah, i was was, doing good stuff i wasn't too happy i wasn't too happy with that uh you know but you know hopefully i'm wrong in a year and they both have stellar careers you know um in singular sense but yeah why the hell did you break up the iconics (laughs) They were so good. No together. They had so much potential to offer, and to me, they were one of those groups that, like, you can kind of new day them. And what I mean by that is right. like, they can still be the Iconics, but you can kind of have them like separate and do things, mm. do things in singles contention. Like, I, I didn't feel like they needed to be, um, broken up. But you know, I was surprised that actually, by the way, that you said that you were. That's the breakup that you were uh, concerned about this week. <laughs> like yeah. WWE this week was just like. All right, we're breaking everybody up. We're breaking everything up. We're breaking iconics. We're breaking Billy uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. We're breaking up contracts yeah. with third parties. We're breaking up, <laughs> yeah, you know, everything, just everything. And and like a lot, people are leaving WWE. Like I feel like this pandemic, man. There, I've never seen like this much change in WWE at once. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So, and what's going on? With, uh, I appreciate people Noah. saying I look handsome in the chat, by the way. The, the, the <laughs> they Instagram like the nose chat. ring. Yeah, nose ring. Yeah, but better than this. <laughs> than this grease stained, a, a most fruitful Yuki shirt. Look, look at Brad's got a grease stain like all, all the ta- the top here. <laughs> i was still look, look, wet look at this guy. This this would be a handsome guy right here next to me if he would just dress the part sometimes. He doesn't dress the part. He dresses like someone who just came from the Salvation Army. And it irritates me. <laughs> we d- full disclosure. So, ever since Brandon was a teenager, like Brandon dresses a lot better now than he used to. Brandon used to just like show up with like a hoodie all over his head and like hide in yeah, his it was face. practical. And we were like all of us were always like Brandon, like let's let's GQ you up, bro. Like let's let's just accentuate your positives, grab you know grab. what I mean? Put you in like a button down. Hey, you asked Brandon when I was like 17. I used to show up in like school with, like a button-down shirt. You remember that? Yeah, I used yeah. to show up at, like Katie button down. I, used have, I used to slick my hair back. I, I was looking like friggin' like Rico Suave or something, bro. I used to, I used to leave Jerry Curl stains on the on the seats when I. <laughs> you know, it was it, it
1: was it was so bad that our buddy Martin, he was like, he was super hating on my wardrobe. He would take me out to the to the yes, mall. Yes, Martin, and, like, our friend Martin was so bad.
0: He would literally take Brandon to like dress him. And uh, Brandon <laughs> never would. Brandon never would, man. Oh, uh, oh man, you know. So but thank yeah, you, Martin, for trying. Famous. We appreciate you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the most. Yeah, that was crazy breakup. So yeah, what what happened with uh, Ronaldo? Man, he, he's gone or something. What is this? What's going on with the Ronaldo? has gone quicker
0: than a than a pimple on prom night. <laughs> I don't know, like whatever <laughs> analogy you would say. Uh, I'm not surprised because uh, Ronaldo being gone, um, you know they he was kind of missing in action a lot, as in like you know he's missing takeovers, he's missing that, and I was just like it felt like the writing was on the wall, and then um and then sure <laughs> by the way verbal McMahon, who by the way has a new episode of uh verbal TV VTV, uh go check that out on his YouTube, but he says just waiting on Brandon and Kenny to break up. <laughs> Come on, we know who's it's the going- Genetti of the group. We know who's in the <laughs> group, but we know who's uh, the Shawn Michaels this guy's gonna be is that the first time? I had to take about back and finish him, you know <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Marwan Nalo like was missing a lot and uh, you know without speculating whether it's due to his mental health or due to what Or pandemic worries or whatever it is. I I thought mm-hmm. the writing was on the wall um, with Marwan Nalo and sure enough, he's gone Um I love Marro nalo, but at the same time, in 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 late the later NXTs now, I've, I've gotten used to him not being there. If that makes sense, I don't and know. Um, Beth Phoenix has kind of like stepped up and like filled her role pretty well, and then now wait with Wade Barrett coming in, like I like I said it yes. on, I said it on, um, and I don't know if he's permanent. I know they're negotiating, but um, Wade Barrett's got a really engaging voice. Like I said on uh, the last podcast, so I mean, if he talks about wrestlers like this. I'm going to really pay attention to it. <laughs> so to me, it's like it gives NXT a completely different feel. So I'm not against uh, this. If Mauro wants to pursue other opportunities or didn't feel like he should be in WWE anymore, uh, it's fine. That's fine. I mean, Mauro and right. will, will land on his feet. I promise you so. Yeah.
1: We'll miss we'll miss the voice. But, you know, if it had to happen, it had to happen. There was a lot of nonsense going on there toward the end. But, but no, no, we're not low. <laughs> speaking of nonsense, I want to say
0: also, the, the the big boys, the Authors of Pain, they're gone too, man. Yeah, speaking of we're topics of people that? being gone, the, the Authors of Pain have been released from their WWE contract, which I might get heat for what I'm about to say. I didn't say it on Twitter, uh, which, by the way, thank you. I saw in the chat a, a you know, couple couple uh, minutes ago, people were saying, oh, I love Kenny's Twitter and stuff. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, on the show is where I really get to vent, though, you know? You know I try to watch my words on Twitter um, but yeah the authors of pain um, I see in terms of WWE I'm like I'm surprised because I feel like they were young enough that WWE would have given them a chance um, and people saying I miss Nigel Nigel's gonna be on NXT UK so not not all is uh, okay. not all okay. is lost with that um, but um, with the authors of pain I'm like I'm surprised because I feel like they fit the mold of WWE guys like that's the guys Vince loves damn it they're big they're sweaty and they're powerful (laughs) you know but um instantly when they got released man i hate wrestling twitter i think y'all know me i'm like the anti anti anti-smark of the wrestling community and it's like i I really didn't understand why people were like vince McMahon never gave them a chance wwe wwe Mm -hmm. didn't push them and stuff and it's like guys you're really forgetting that it's circumstantial it's not their fault it's not the authors of pain's faults. and what i'm about to say but for most of their main roster one, one has been injured. One ca- one got <laughs> injured, so the other one got left in limbo, and then that one came back and the other one got injured. Like, that shit happens. And um, to me... Do you think they should have pushed one of them just as, so like, like, a single I, thing? I don't, not, well, see, I don't, th- I don't know if they were necessarily yeah. ready for that. And, and maybe that, that was yeah, the yeah, thought yeah. process behind it, was, like, they're too green to kind of go by themselves. But, you know, I'm all for giving people a chance. Like, maybe you should at least let let the other one falter... And see what would happen. But at the same time, you know, then you go, well, if they falter, then the authors of pain gimmick is dead when the other one comes back because he looked weak in comparison. So it's like there's it's hard. Wrestling, the wrestling business is hard. It's constantly moving. And it's like you you have to make these decisions. And, you know, that being said, um, going back to what I was saying, everybody was like, oh, the authors of pain, they they weren't given a chance. And it's like, well, shit, they were put in a group with freaking Seth Rollins. Like, the hottest group Mm. of Monday Night Raw, how were they not given a chance? It was circumstantial, right? Like, we can argue, the one thing I'll accept is when people go, well, they should have kept Paul Ellering. They should have kept Paul Ellering and kept him on the road. I agree. That's 100% I agree with that. Now, if you give me that energy, I'm all for it. But don't tell me that the authors of pain weren't given chances. I'm just Mm. saying. I'm just saying, don't act like people weren't pushed. They were pushed. All right, just like um, Kenta, I, what's his name in WWE? I don't even remember his name now. Hideo Itami. Like it was circumstantial. It, I don't know. Right? It's circumstantial. Yeah, he did get hurt?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, if you say yeah, uh, Shinsuke
0: Nakamura, I will agree with you, hundred percent. Because <laughs> but like, he's he's a tag he's a tag champ now though. Yeah, That's now now they're pushing him. But full disclosure, I'm drinking yeah. pumpkin spice homemade pumpkin spice. I'm a basic <laughs> bitch, Brandon.
1: That's right. Uh, speaking of uh, big boys that Vince likes, <laughs> what's up with your boy, Think Boy, getting this colossal he's got oh a crazy God. tight rod. i, I sent, what is this? i sent
0: brandon wednesday night because he refused to come over to nx uh to see nxt or uh, sorry tuesday refused to come over to see super tuesday he said he had more important things to do bitch <laughs> that's what he that's how he talks to me y'all don't see how he talks to me outside of this podcast wow. the only reason i'm able to talk to him like this on on the podcast is because you, i have all of you to back back me up but outside of the podcast he's a very abusive and manipulative friend.
1: Okay? Oh man! And you
0: see, I called him a friend. That means I'm identifying with my captor. Yeah. Um, we're like, the Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> so, yeah. But <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about. What were we talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Thick Boy. Thick Boy yeah, is yeah, like but, getting yeah, all this cool he stuff. Got, he got a new theme song and he got a new nickname. So he's no longer Thick Boy. So what I wanted to ask you, Brandon, is since he's no longer Thick Boy and he has that new, new entrance video and stuff, <laughs> like are you a fan of the Colossal? Bronson new
1: The Colossal sounds more sort of intimidating. It makes him a little more... I th- mean, but when he's boy. walking
0: around looking like King Kong and Godzilla the, in his uh, entrance video, which, yes, you know, in the chat, Bronson yeah. New Titantron's hilarious to me. That's what kind of what I'm talking <laughs> about.
1: Yeah, well, just they're going all out for this guy. So it looks like he's going to be, you know, in the plans.
0: That's not what I'm asking, Brandy. I'm right? asking if you... <laughs> personally have become I, a fan of Thick Boy.
1: I, I don't know. I, 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 do, I do like Colossal I guess better than, than Thick Boy. So, and I don't confuse him as much with the, the other guy that was still on AEW. Jeff was
0: Cobb. Stop yeah, confusing Cobb. him with Jeff Cobb. Like, Jeff Cobb's awesome, but, but Cobb. to me I'm more confused yeah. now because now his character's more like, like uh, <laughs> Jeff Cobb. <laughs> He's more like Jeff Cobb now. Damn yeah. it. Uh, where is Jeff Cobb, by it's... the way? What's he doing? Is he in New Japan? Somebody hit me up in the chat. Let me know. Um, but let's also talk about this because I, I kind of want to get rant a little bit on this one. Uh, Randy Orton's challenging for the WWE title. And I feel like a lot of people are not understanding this because I saw a lot of people again mentioning that Keith Lee got buried. Uh, and I'm like, people don't understand that losing doesn't mean buried. Buried right. is when you are like again. Brad's gonna laugh, but I say it when you're like EC3 or like an Eric Young, when you're just put in <laughs> match after match. Which Eric, congrats to Eric Young, by the way, he won the Impact World Title this week. But um, when you're consistently booked to lose and lose decisively and do nothing of merit after that. Right. And, and uh, yeah, so Slam Hub Wrestling says Jeff Cobb's doing New Japan. So that's uh, what I thought. Okay. But, um, yeah, so when you're consistently booked to, Like, Brandon's buried on this podcast. Like, that's buried. I, br- I bury Brandon on this podcast. But you can <laughs> do no right, like, that's buried. But, like, Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean. Clean at the pay-per-view. Randy Orton's been the hottest that's, heel. That's the point. hottest yeah. heel of 2020. Bar none. In my opinion... And to have Keith Lee in his, like, first week, first full week of being on Monday Night Raw, he beats Randy Orton clean. And you're telling me Keith Lee is buried? Sure, yeah, they make the, the outfit choice at first might have sucked. And, yeah, the theme song is very, very weird. But that is not buried. Okay? Not only that, <laughs> but you got to understand what, what, Brandon? What? I was going to say, why, why is everybody hating on the outfit? <laughs> <laughs> they at to the wear. first one. The first oh, yeah, one when the they put outfit the, outfit, when yeah. they put the like Samoa Joe shorts on him, it looked <laughs> weird. But at least now, like yeah, he's got a shirt. But sure. and, and I've said it. Look, I've said it, and, and I probably said it on last week's episode. But like I said that the problem I have with his outfit. Let me explain this, right? So I'm not one of those that's like why they put a shirt on him. It's like I'm gonna explain what it is. To me, they took the, the appeal away from Keith Lee because Keith Lee is supposed to kind of have a little bit of a gut, and it's supposed to hit. It's supposed to, supposed to. He's supposed to look a certain way. Is my point. Hmm. Because it adds to the fact that you will never see his athleticism coming. You know, it's a juxtaposition, if you will. Look at up. It's a juxtaposition where it's like, okay, Keith Lee looks like this, and you'd never expect him to move like this. So to me, it added that, added to that. So now when you're hiding that, you're not accentuating what makes Keith Lee, Keith Lee. And especially, I mean, broadly, like, yeah. it's a positive body image to have a guy who's a little bit bigger and have him, you know, shirtless. This is my opinion, so that's where I'm, I'm coming from on it. Okay, so he'll and be like the heavy machinery on that brand. You see, uh, heavy machinery. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, see that, it, there's other things to that. You see, the heavy machinery with mm-hmm. Otis, they should have never. To me, they should have never taken his shirt off because <laughs> it. Let me tell you, no, wait, uh-huh. let me again. Right. It because I'm showing you, it's not all equal because again they kind of uh took away the the uh the appeal of otis if that makes sense because the appeal to otis was that he had that the singlet and then he would take the sing the the straps off and kind of like you know dance with his belly and stuff like that so now if you just have him come out and just shirtless you've Mm -hmm. taken away like that little character work that he had if that makes sense so it was like, a, to me, it was like a gimmick, like Kurt Angle taking down the straps and like, ah, like Kurt Angle didn't come out shirtless. And we knew Kurt Angle was fit to shit. You know what I mean? Like he was ripped and yet he would take the straps down, the wrestling singlet, and then like, ah, go into the uh, ankle lock. So to me, again, it's it's like that. It's, there's, there's a rhyme and a reason for everything. There's no one size fits all for everything. No pun intended, but, you know, I don't want you to just think that I'm saying, oh, Otis should be shirtless, so Keith Lee should be shirtless. You know what I mean? two completely different characters but anyway getting back into it um so 50 50 booking with wwe randy orton lost to keith lee of course he was gonna fucking win the number one contender spot if you all pay attention to wwe again i i will make wwe boring to you because they always do that 50 50 booking remember remember chris jericho beat aj styles clean at wrestlemania 32 and then what happened the next night Uh, aj styles become the number one contender for the WWE Championship against Roman Reigns. You know? So, WWE always does that. But, again, we go back to the term buried. How is Keith Lee buried? He lost. But understand how he was positioned in that match. Seth Rollins and Randy Orton look scared like to shit of him. They hmm. literally were like trying to avoid his offense. They were double teaming him. They were getting out of the ring or trying to target him. You know, there was little things that they did to make it go without having to physically like on the mic say they were scared of him. They did their actions spoke louder than words. They treated him like a threat. Not only that, think about the finish of the match. Randy Orton didn't win the match. Keith Lee won the match. Keith Lee hit a spirit bomb on Seth Rollins. Oh, man. Randy Orton hits a RKO on Keith Lee. And then Randy Orton pins Seth Rollins, who took a spirit bomb. So in Kfabe, the spirit bomb closed out that match. So Randy Orton just used Keith Lee's inexperience against him as opposed to beating him clean. Don't lose sight of those things, man. Like, like wrestling, right. WWE sometimes gets a lot of shit, but they know how to book when they want to, man. I'm
1: surprised that Keith Lee was, was sort of just... In the main event slot, I thought they would have him sort of, you know, be in the mid card somewhere, like sort of build up to that. But yeah, it I, w- like I would have already been like,
0: correct A- in the main A- event. Exactly UFC that. Already. No one's losing, like, he main evented Raw on his first night. You know, he was in the opening segment and the last segment. Those are the two spots you want to be in on Monday Night Raw because those are your main eventers. And he was, like you said, he was there. He didn't go with like the Hurt Business and the uh, Apollos <laughs> in the mid card. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're the yeah, mid card. That's the, the mid card feud. Yeah. He didn't get slotted into there. He got or slotted raw into the main, or yeah. Raw Underground or anything. He got slotted <laughs> yeah. into the main event. So again, it's like it's, if you're paying attention, Buried, guys, Buried is defined as losing consistently and there's no rhyme or reason. There's, no, there's nothing to like about you. WWE's is just completely not investing in you. Keith Lee's lost, but he's lost in a good spot. Anyway, let's go on. Um, speaking of Monday Night Raw, so little little sidebar: Ray Mater- Mysterio apparently tore his uh, triceps. Same injury I think uh, Edge has. Uh, tore it at uh, Payback, and uh, Dominic Mysterio got slotted into his match um, on Raw from there. So I mean, uh, I can see this is this actually might be a blessing in disguise for Dominic Mysterio because they're basically you know let's use our heads. They're just going to slot his son into the spot. And just say, go ahead, Ray. Like, Or go ahead, Dominic. Take your father's spot. And now he's got to perform. You know what I mean? So trial by fire.
1: Yeah.
0: All right? But anyway, hey,
1: Porter Ray. This guy has got to have surgery on his
0: tricep <laughs> his knee. He I had to get surgery time. on my left tricep five times. <laughs> Again, no one finds that funny but me and Brandon. Because the whole uh, don't try this at home. I had surgery in my left knee five times. I don't know why we found that funny. But we were like... God damn, this poor guy! Like, how many times do you have to have surgery, man? And uh, dude, let's get us to some AEW stuff, man. Because uh, on the a, I was on the AEW media call, and Tony Khan go, oh. goes ahead and says that Double or Nothing blew WrestleMania out of the water. Dang. And I had to mute my microphone and laugh a little bit. Oh, <laughs> let me let, you didn't let's, think talk, so? let's talk about. Well, let me hear your opinion first. I come. Um, Mania was cool. D-
1: due to the circumstances, uh, how everything was shut down, and then you still had you had the two night thing, which was kind of a neat little way to to deal with it. Um, I think what, what kind of put it over was having McIntyre sort of have his
0: moment, okay. which I thought was pretty huge. So you're saying WrestleMania over over double or nothing. Very slight. Yeah, like maybe just an edge just just, just kind of for that, that so story line. full disclosure. I'm going to say this Besides the stadium match. I don't remember anything about double or nothing Yeah, the stadium's MP, No, I'm just good. So what what happened at double or nothing? I guess this is my point That's why I can't put WrestleMania or double or nothing over WrestleMania because I vividly remember WrestleMania Like every single match, but I don't remember double or nothing as much and it's not like I didn't like double or nothing I remember, like, really being excited over it, but to me, if it's like, if I can't remember it like that, if it didn't get ingrained in my mind, can I say that was the better show? Not only that, I'm going to give them, like, I'm going to give WWE credit for one thing. Tony Khan's forgetting the fact that Double or Nothing was in May. They had time to figure this thing out. WWE had to go into damage control two weeks before WrestleMania. When everything got shut down, that's literally at the beginning of the pandemic. The stadium show wasn't going to happen, and they had to go outfit a whole performance center and make this WrestleMania thing happen. So to me, it's like that, just that alone gives WWE the edge. And I don't give a shit what company it is. This is not a WWE versus AEW thing to me. This is just, right. just, again, giving credit where credit is due. The fact that they were able to pull that off and then have the wherewithal to understand that everybody was, at, especially at that time, everybody was home. There was nowhere to go. I'm talking about no restaurants were open, nothing, nothing, nothing. To have the wherewithal... To say we're gonna do a two-night event to give wrestling fans two nights to look forward to, as opposed to just one event, like at least you can have a whole weekend where you forget about the pandemic. I will mm. never like I will never forget that, like in, in my life, of like how grateful I am that WWE did that. That being said, double or nothing was the first time I feel like AEW really utilized their resources. They utilized, you know, the stadium. And they utilized, you know, Daly's Place and put some really rabid fans in there. You know what I mean? So AEW looked like champs too. But, yeah, I mean, it it looked like every other event that they've had since then. WrestleMania looked Mm. unique. WrestleMania had the, the cinematic matches. WrestleMania, they tried a lot of wrong. They, they tried, and again, remember, because of, I'm giving them more credit, they had people fall out, and they had to put in, like, Braun Strowman in place of Roman Reigns, and, <laughs> and all these little things that, like, I can't put, I cannot put Double or Nothing above WrestleMania. So, yeah, this comment says, Tony Khan smoking something if he thinks any of the matches on the car was better than Edge and Orton. <laughs> I actually didn't like... Uh, I actually didn't like that. That's uh, right,
1: Edge and Orton, Orton like. as much as, and, and I love Edge and Randy
0: Orton. That's the funny part. But I, I wasn't a big fan of that match, my opinion. But
1: yeah, but that's 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 cool that, that sort of people think. Well, I'm wondering, are we sort of just WWE biased just because it sort of happened during that pandemic time, so that's why it sticks yeah. out in our minds more than than the AW event did, or was it Perhaps. that? Usually, that much better,
0: presentation-wise. You know, match-wise. I also, yeah, I think, I think it's also, it's kind of what you're saying. It's, it's a a perfect storm of things because you know, they they didn't have any fans. They didn't even have the, This is when the pandemic was fresh. I mean, think about it like this. They had a ladder match where they were supposed to have three teams and they instead reduced it down to a triple threat match with one representative of each team because of the circumstances so again that's why i'm giving wwe the edge because they were they really had you know uh the the odds stacked against them and made it work uh but that was an awkward wrestlemania too it was like there's no cheers no nothing they weren't pumping in Mm. crowd noise nothing nothing so if you go watch it back and it feels like a lifetime ago But again, my final decision is WrestleMania over, double or nothing this year, at least.
1: Was there anything else on the call that you might have maybe taken issue with, or was it pretty? Uh, Yeah, let's let's actually get into this. Let's get
0: into this, uh, which I'll tie it back in. But uh, so apparently this week, uh, Brock Lesnar's contract is uh, has come up with WWE. Now, from what I've heard, Brock Lesnar actually was. Uh, done after WrestleMania. So we talk about um, that Drew McIntyre moment. Apparently, that was the minute that Brock Lesnar's contract expired. Um, mm. So it was just kind of reported now. Um, yeah, and I don't think a lot of people will, will give Brock credit, but you know, Brock being gone from WWE is a big, big thing. Um, Brock Lesnar is a main event attraction. I don't care how you put it. I know you may not like him. You may not like his booking and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, when Brock shows up, the ratings go up. Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar is a former UFC champion. He's got eyes attached to him. So, I mean, you don't have to like him. Um, but, yeah, Brock Lesnar being gone is a... Yeah, that is, it feels weird. It feels weird that Brock Lesnar has gone. But then we go into the AEW side of things. Um, because a lot of people were like... I see a lot of people saying, like, Oh, I don't want him, uh, I don't want him to go to <laughs> AEW. And I'm like, guys, I, like, how are you that selfish as a fan? Right. And, and, and what I mean by that is, Brock Lesnar going to AEW would be a coup. There would be more eyes on AEW. I don't give a shit if you like Brock Lesnar. I don't give a, a flying fuck if yeah, you like Brock Lesnar. The fact yeah, that deal if he that, shows that, up, that yeah. name would bring more people in to see your favorites is what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, Look at it like this. When we're on a podcast, when we brought in Chris Van Vliet. Right. We brought Chris Van Vliet did an interview with him that brings his crowd more eyes to our podcast. That is the consequence of it. So, again, looking at Brock Lesnar. Yeah, sure. You may not like him, but if they go, if they bring him in, people are asking me, did they really go up? Can yes, they went up. Are you, you got to look at the ratings? <laughs> go look at the ratings where Brock Lesnar shows up. Of course it went up. I'm that's and i'm not biased i don't actually don't mind brock lesnar being gone i fucking it, like this is what people don't realize is when i give you these points of view i don't actually like brock lesnar as much as i'm sounding perhaps but i, I see it's more, it, business for a it's business more business it's more business related thing. like i get it so brock lesnar goes to aew and people are more worried like well he's just gonna bury moxley and he's gonna do this and stuff like that that's what they're worried about and it's like no, <laughs> no. he'll bring up moxley and guess what the person who beats brock lesnar in AEW is a made man because he beat Brock fucking Lesnar. You can yeah. redeem that yeah. feud. You know, remember Moxley versus, uh, or Ambrose at the time, obviously versus Brock Lesnar was supposed to be a big freaking match in, in WWE at WrestleMania 32 and didn't happen that way. We were at WrestleMania 32. and I, remember, I don't know if you remember. I was anticipating that match. I was like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Then the mm-hmm. match happens. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like for some reason <laughs> it just impressed? didn't gel but i think brock didn't maybe didn't want to do business at the time because if full disclosure i don't think y'all remember that time period that was when brock was kind of thinking about doing some ufc type stuff so it correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. didn't he go do ufc 200 that year so his mind was more like i'm not gonna beat my body up to shit when i have to go do this during the summer didn't Moxley say something kind of to that effect? D- there you go. Maybe, so I'm yeah, right. So I I'm think I'm right. on one of his... Uh, I didn't even yeah. know that. No, I didn't even hear... Th- I know that. That's my point is like, we just use some common sense here, which is like, obviously if Brock... And I'm not here to argue if that's right or wrong. You should always give 110% is my... You know, if, you, if you've seen Bedazzled, go out there and get, give 110%. You hope <laughs> to play good. You want to play good. And uh, I think we'll play pretty good tonight. If you haven't seen Bedazzled, <laughs> just search Bedazzled basketball scene and you'll understand. Um, But yeah, to me, it's like... It, if Brock less like that's probably the reason why that match didn't work out Brock now is older doesn't have UFC to worry about well maybe he might who knows that's the thing we don't know maybe the appeal to him would be like what if I can work AEW and UFC yeah because the AEW schedule is, is, is this I only got to fly in you know you think the WWE schedule is is good for him the AEW schedule would be right up his alley better I mean they only have a yeah, view once do, every couple yeah. months
1: yeah, what if they just do something like they did with Tyson and just have Pop
0: in for like maybe a couple episodes, do yeah. a big match, and then just gone, you know? Just now, pay him. here's my thing, though. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, but here's my thing. I don't think Brock Lesnar's going to AEW. I don't want anyone to think I'm getting hopeful, and I don't think Brock's ever gonna touch AEW. Um, by the way, hey, hey Gorilla Press, uh, thanks for the love. Um, hit that like button, please. Everybody, popping in, hit that like button for us. Um, but yes, I mean, I don't think Brock Lesnar's going to AEW, but we go back to that call. Uh, Tony Khan was specifically asked about the Brock Lesnar stuff and he refused to comment. And everyone's, of course, oh. going off about that. And they're like, oh, okay. If, guys, let's use common sense again. I'm here to spoil it for you. Of course, Tony Khan's made a pass at Brock Lesnar in that sense. Of course, he's been like, X amount of dollars, X amount of dates, let's do it. That's why he can't discuss it because if it comes to uh, fruition, he can't discuss a contract that's potentially on the table. But let's again, common sense tells you he's talked to Brock Lesnar. Common sense tells you of course they want Brock Lesnar in AEW. Mm. And hey, you know, the wrestling fan in me cuz you know, I hate to, I I try not to get myself excited about this, but I'm like, "Hey, on Monday they pulled Brock Lesnar's merchandise. Now we're finding out Brock's not in under contract, but they just pulled his merch on Monday." And my heart, my heart starts beating fast. I'm like, what if that means that they found out that he's appearing at All Out? You know, like, that's, that's where my mind goes. I'm like, what if he's appearing at All Out? So WWE was like, oh, okay, no we got to so. yeah. take away his merch, you know. What the hell was that? Brandon, are you touching our episode notes? Because all of a sudden it says Anonymous Hyena. <laughs> what, no, me, what in the blue hell is what? going on here?
1: We've been hacked,
0: getting we've, we've been, been hacked. hacked.
1: JD from <laughs> NY,
0: JD from NY is here to yes. infiltrate our podcast. Yes, all that shit I talked about about social media. <laughs> because let's talk about JD from NY. You want to talk about let's talk, let's talk about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns won the title, oh, and JD yeah. from NY had yeah. a conniption where he starts talking about how the fuck do you come in the middle of the match. The match was already started.
1: Yeah. So well. know, yeah, Was that was that kind of a weird thing
0: for them to do? Of course, it was weird to have him come of, in
1: and sign the
0: contract. Of like, of course, it was on? weird. But d- who didn't see? That was did anyone idea? not see it coming? When SmackDown, hmm. when he was like, "That's not a spoiler." I'll si-, he said, "I'll sign it at the event." That's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And then. The match, it comes match time, we had not one Roman Reigns segment where he signed the contract. So did anyone not see that coming? If you didn't see that coming, you're stupid. By the way, Mm. let me me call attention to our background. This is Britt Baker's office. (laughs) Which we'll (laughs) get into that. I'm going to get my teeth cleaned. Yeah, we're done with this. Roman Reigns did not sign the contract. So no one saw that coming. And then when Brock Lesnar attacked The Fiend and the bell rung, we can argue that in kayfabe, it's Braun Strowman's fault because Braun Strowman blindsided the fiend, not allowing Roman Reigns to officially enter the match. So, again, there's like a kayfabe explanation of like Braun Strowman attacked him, like, you know, started, started the match per se without Roman. And Roman's probably just sitting there like, okay, loophole. But it, right. here's the are, thing are you, are you okay with the low blow? Like, I'm okay with everything uh, the Roman theme? Reigns did. And that's the thing. Uh. This is where we see the division in the audience where you just see some people who hate Roman Reigns and people who wanted Roman to turn heel. I was one of the ones who wanted Roman to turn heel because I see the appeal of Roman Reigns. Totally see the appeal of Roman Reigns. And, and if people don't, you're just a hater. Like, how do, you, how do you hate that guy? They did it right. Paul Heyman, again, it's just, it's heel things, guys. It's heel things. They, they made him look, Paul Heyman got in his head and Paul Heyman's a businessman. Do you know what I mean? Uh, So Paul Heyman's a a businessman and said, okay, hey, the, the match started you didn't sign hang back, buddy So we can attribute that to Paul Heyman finding a loophole in the rules But like then you got the JD from NY crowd who like worked themselves into a shoot of like how stupid this was and stuff And it's like guys you were supposed to fucking hate the guy Heal things like literally if you had liked his involvement in the match, then it wasn't a heel move. This was actual heel booking. He came in. He didn't do shit. He has a shirt that says "Wreck Everyone and Leave." He literally then came he got in. And show up and win, right? Show up and win, right? <laughs> but he, by the way, Fernando wants me to make you a shirt that says "Fall Asleep and Fail." I yeah, <laughs> love it. I'm thinking about
1: it. Fernando buy it. Which by the way, speaking, speaking it, of
0: T-shirts, um, I just want to say I'm like really humbled by everybody out there uh because we've had i mean I'll just a shit I don't even know the count 10 12 some, somewhere but like a lot of people buying t-shirts a lot of people in this chat right now buying t-shirts uh-huh. uh it it's really humbling to know that like you know I go in and I design a shirt just to be funny and like, you all actually want to wear it and put it on your bodies. Like, I know that sounds weird, but like, you want to <laughs> represent us. Oh, yeah, you know I'm what public. I mean? And like, like that. It's just really humbling. Like, just two guys here, not even two guys, one and a half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> trying, to, trying to make this thing work. And like, it feels so weird to say, like, we're actually. There is monetary value to our podcast now. Like I can't believe that. Like we're making money off this thing. You know, thank you guys because y'all again, y'all don't know. I've been paying Brandon six figures every year. Just <laughs> this is the second year. Brandon's had a multi-year contract to be my co-host. Is probably one of the worst business decisions I've ever made, but. You know, I've gone, I've been, I've been eating peanut butter and jelly every day and it, life's been really rough having Brandon as a co-host. So I thank you all for helping, uh, towards that. And, uh, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, like, Brandon. Brandon's like Brandon's like the Brock Lesnar of the podcast world. Like, he, I pay him Brock money. But the difference is that, like, the ratings don't go up yeah, when no. I bring Brandon here. <laughs> they don't go up People at all. People are smashing the... Disc, By like, the way, uh, it I forgot down. to post it, but if you're on Twitter right now watching, because I know we have a very healthy audience on Twitter, please go to YouTube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts and watch us there. I know I appreciate you all watching on, on Twitter, uh, but YouTube is where... You know, our success is where we get monetized, brother. We got to make that, we got to make that blockbuster money, brother. But uh, anyway, again, it. I just want to say I'm really humbled uh, lately, especially by the support. And uh, he was in the chat earlier, but uh, SGRS98, uh, I think is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on our Instagram, Instagram.com slash Wrestling. And he did a really heartfelt post, which I didn't realize saying that our platform and uh, my my Twitter and Instagram specifically have helped him overcome a lot this year and keep him positive and stuff like that and it's like That's sh- that shit makes it all worth it like stuff like that Like right. you don't know who you're affecting guys and I'm like, I don't I don't view I mean We're sitting in a crappy dental's office right now. Look at us. <laughs> and apparently my words get through to some people. So um, I, I Really appreciate that. I really do. I really do
1: Yeah uh, Well, I guess
0: yeah, now we put put everybody over in the chat. Thank you. Uh, wow, you hear Brandon? Kinda- wait, 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 you hear Brandon? Like, I'm like giving this like heartfelt like thank you to everybody. Brandon's like, yeah, now you put everybody over in the audience. Like, fuck them. Let's get back to the the, the like. He really is a yeah. black listener of the podcast. He's like, he's like, you got fans. I'll give a shit about your fans. I'm, show, I'm showing
1: up and I'm winning. That's it, man.
0: That's all you got. Get out of me. <laughs> showing up and winning. If this yeah. is winning, I'd rather lose. But uh, go, <laughs>
1: go, go on. man. No, I was gonna say uh, during the during the call, did Tony Khan get into anything about the ratings? You know, them. You know, moving around different nights. Anything about NXT head-to-head stuff or no?
0: No, it was mainly about double or nothing. It, it was okay. mainly a, a double. There, yeah, a, but did, the, did I yeah. say double or nothing? All out. Sorry, all. It was mainly all an right. all-out call. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and Mason, I want to call attention to this. Uh, Mason says, say what you want, but JD is great at delivering what his audience wants. And I've never disagreed with that. Um, I've always shown respect to JD from NY for one thing, and that is the fact that he is a businessman and he knows what sells and he knows what his audience wants. And that's the problem that I have. And a lot of people say, well, you need to stop giving that idiot attention. And I said, that's no, no, because if he had a hundred followers, it'd be one thing, but he has millions of people watching his stuff. And that's where I feel it's irresponsible because he's enabling the wrong crowd. Because if a lot of people tell me like, oh, well, well, he's got a lot of, you know, this drug addict's got a lot of listeners. I'd be like, well, he's enabling other drug addicts. That's not a positive thing. You know, that would be a weird and extreme example. But, you know, <laughs> the point is, he's enabling the toxic, toxic wrestling fans that are, in, in my opinion, killing the business. You know what I mean? Because to me, I'm trying to put a positive message out there. That's why it means so much. It really does touch my heart when people are telling me that, oh, our platform, you know, makes them feel good about themselves and their lives. That's what uh. I want. I want that crowd. I want people to feel. Like, like, they mean something. I don't want people to... I just. I don't want to enhance people's negative thoughts. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, like it would mm. be a gateway drug to negativity. I don't want to do that shit. I'd rather have a smaller audience, and we're, full disclosure, we're freaking growing, so that's awesome too. But I'd rather have a smaller audience, and the right audience, than to have the wrong audience and be famous... And piss off Alexa Bliss and piss off these wrestlers and piss on everything that they do. I rather show respect because full disclosure, I've made a lot of friends in the wrestling business. And to me, that means more that I could show up to a wrestling show and people are excited for me to be there as opposed to look at this fucking Mark. I hate him. Mm. Anyway, but you talk about uh you talked about NXT so let's get into this 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 topic about NXT mm. and about AEW. And this is a big one. This one I was apparently very controversial uh, online with this one <laughs> because I want to I want you all to notice that in the last couple weeks and Brandon, I don't know if did I write down the ratings here? Yeah. So yeah. So on a Saturday, AEW had done what? Like a like a 800 900,000 something ridiculous like that on that show um the last one they did a 928,000 when unopposed by NXT and then not all is not all is lost on the NXT side of things because NXT did an 849,000 rating these are this is a bigger audience than normally is on Wednesday nights when they're going head to head right not right. only that, but NXT had the wherewithal. Because full disclosure, come on, guys, they are testing this. They are. This is a test run, right here. They did a replay on the Sci-Fi Network that went head to head with AEW Dynamite, and they still pulled 128,000 on a different network. So if you do 849,000, 128,000, they actually had a combined one million people watch on network TV NXT this week. So then the argument becomes to me that the Wednesday Night Wars needs to end. They need Is to end over? it already yeah. it, it over? It's done. It's done because now we are seeing that people are literally supporting both shows and having trouble with the fact that they need to pick one over the other. Now we see that. It's different if they, had, if they had split and then it was like 500 and 500 because then it would have been like, okay, it's the same audience. But the fact that like someone like me, I watched NXT on Tuesday and I watched AEW on Wednesday. Brandon didn't see shit because Brandon didn't come over for either. Brandon <laughs> Brandon hasn't been over in my house in like four weeks, which is okay because I'm pretty sure he's like not wearing a mask and stuff. So, totally okay with it. I still I have, have to wear his peach peach shirt. If,
1: if I come over for uh, this event
0: tonight, dude, basically, you can't say this on the chat because we have a we have a, a, a Kenny for your thoughts uh, top fans chat. Which we joke in the chat And Mason's saying things that people are not going to understand Because he says Even though Kenny hates disabled people I, Oh dang Kenny I, I make fun of him and I make fun of Fernando Who so happened to have disabilities And so now it becomes Kenny hates disabled people But in reality What it is is that I hate Mason And I hate Fernando <laughs> I hate them on individual basis you know, on an individual Fernando basis, Fernando is my number one fan. Fernando hates you. Fernando you that, texts right. me in the middle of the night to tell me he had a bad dream about Brandon. But <laughs> no, it, it's it's inside jokes. But I didn't want anyone to see Mason say that and actually think that's true. Uh, but right. we're gonna we're gonna talk. Uh, I know we're talking about the third party stuff. That's gonna be our main event yeah. here. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, well let me read this comment it says big facts yeah. Kenny I I just I haven't kept up with NXT as much since the start of AEW it's just tough to go back and watch it later without fast forwarding through some stuff and and that is mm. true because uh, you know I have it on DVR and same thing I watch AEW and then I go to tune in um, tune in to NXT and by that time you know some if Brandon comes over um, we're watching AEW at like midnight and so i am trying to watch nxt at like 2 a.m and it's ridiculous because so i'm pretty much fast forwarding through stuff so the fact that i had time to kind of just sit there and digest both shows this week was awesome but then you got you got the nxt stuff where again going back into, to it um they did over a mil aew did almost a mil i will argue that if by january 2021 if you have these on different nights. They will crack a mill. Both of those shows mm-hmm. will crack a mill easily. So p- people, the, the reason I broke the internet is because I said, I want to show you bias. Vince McMahon put NXT on Wednesdays, which NXT was always on Wednesdays. But yes, he put it on USA Network. USA Network had some interest in NXT. And so Vince said, all right, you want to put it on the network? Put it head to head with AEW. Of course he said, put it head to head with AEW. I'm not arguing that. And people think that I'm trying to say that, that Vince didn't do that, or it wasn't a consequence. Of course he did. But my point is, if you have a network show or a network, I should say, offering you money and advertising to show your show and say, okay, well you want to put it head to head. Of course he's going to say yes to all of that. Mm. Competition is healthy for the business. At least it was back in the day, in my opinion, maybe not so much now, but the point is, I said for all those people saying Vince McMahon did all that to, to undermine an, uh, AEW Dynamite, those same fucking people would not give Vince McMahon credit if he moved it to Tuesday night because that the consequence of that would be to help AEW Dynamite as well. Mm. The same people wouldn't say, "Oh well, good, good job Vince for putting that on Tuesday," because now you get we can watch AEW Dynamite. They would just say, "Oh, this is the I'm gonna spoiler right now. You see, NXT lost." NXT lost the Wednesday Night Wars, and they're moving to a different night. Fuck them. And that goes back to the crowd that JD from NY is giving a voice to. I just want to show you that if you are damning Vince for putting NXT on Wednesdays, you should thank him for taking it off. But you're not going to, because people like to criticize and not be grateful for shit.
1: Do you think this, uh, well, you know, assuming they end up going to different nights, uh, do you think this is a good sort of war head-to-head thing? Do you think it sort of grew the business or
0: no. got any more eyeballs on it? Or anything no, like no, no? In, in, in hindsight, no. Um, hmm. Only because, um, it, you know, maybe at first it was good because at least wrestling fans knew Wednesday night was the night uh, to support your crowd, but I feel like it brought in a lot of toxic fans. Uh, hmm. This whole AEW versus NXT Um, We now see that again, there's a a lot of us that were wanting to pick one side and pick the other like, you know, I mean, you know me, I pick AEW every week over NXT because I feel like NXT doesn't need me. AEW does, you know, they need the ratings. Uh, Now to me, if you put them on different nights, you can actually expand the audience overall. As in it can grow both shows, which means more wrestling fans with more wrestling fans, they consume more content. They consume more content both wwe and aew grows this is 2020 okay this ain't 1998 to me it's like you grow the audience the audience is not there in 98 there were so many wrestling fans that when you put them head to head you pop 10.0 ratings on either show like now we're down to two mil like we have niche audiences And, you know, we don't have an audience that's, you know, again, as a general rule, we, on Twitter, people may go AEW over WWE or WWE. But here's the thing. Those same people are not watching the shows every week. <laughs> they're, they're the vocal minority. They talk shit. But then you ask them, OK, what which show did you like? I didn't watch that shit. So your opinion doesn't matter. So the people who are actually <laughs> watching the shows are having trouble. You know it. I mean, except Brandon. Brandon's like, if if Thick Boy's on NXT, I ain't watching. It's colossal, you know. Maybe I have to reevaluate things. My thing is like, do you put it on Tuesdays, though? You got Impact there. You got, you know, you got what's going to be dark. But then I go, you know, my heart of hearts, again, looking at it as a business, Impact can change nights and be fine. They can probably pop the same ratings. You know what I mean? so i don't know i don't know because i've had arguments should they put should they put nxt on thursdays as opposed to uh tuesdays but i feel that it's a good move to put you know to put them on tuesdays and then replay on wednesday because the audience that really wants to watch nxt will watch it right so i mean that it's it's a smart move too because you still take a little bit of aew's crowd away you know Just, just a little bit yeah but my opinion
1: but and getting back,
0: actually getting to the ending of Super Tuesday, we should talk about yeah. that. Freaking JD from <laughs> NY had a conniption about that. The ending of, of that, and 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 that's what I don't get, man. It's like how badly do you get worked? And, and I've talk about his audience and all that, but like I worry about him as a person. Like, how are you like that angry? Because didn't to me that that's not a character. It, that bother like, as, a little bit, though. But to me that's not a character because like he's really like losing his shit over that. And if he's that good of an actor, then holy shit, I give him credit. Katie Forbes equal ratings. Alex Guerrero, yeah. you horny bastard. Uh, <laughs> but, but that that match didn't bother you though. No. <laughs> he's, he's, it did not because <laughs> what what is a good TV show without a cliffhanger? They literally gave you a reason to watch the next Super Tuesday and tune in. How is that a bad thing? What would you have tuned in knowing there's a new champ
1: crown? And it's like, oh, I want to see the guy come out with the belt the next day. Okay, but now so you're, you're adding. You're wait, wait,
0: anyway. Wait, wait. So now you're adding in. This is my problem with people because <laughs> you're doing it too. You're adding an in information after the fact. Mm. You have that information now because you haven't seen the show. You're Do you see what I'm saying? Like you're adding an opinion after not having seen the show. So your opinion doesn't matter in that sense. And I mean that respectfully because You're reading it after the fact but for those of us Who watched the show live at least For the majority of us I can't speak for JD from NY but For those of us who watched the show We watched it and felt like oh good And then yeah we didn't get satisfaction At the end per se we got blue balled If you want to use that term <laughs> That's not necessarily it was a bad blue-ball. thing That's not necessarily a bad thing because then We get to tune in next week to see the conclusion Let things breathe guys This is like, God, y'all would have really hated the 90s because there was cliffhangers every week. But that's what you want. You want a reason to tune in next week. That's why we leave you on a cliffhanger. Like this episode, (laughs) full disclosure, I'm going to be mid-sentence and I'm just going to cut it off. And you're like, damn it, I got to watch next week. (laughs) Uh, Well,
1: going on the... uh Those shows just we're bouncing around between uh XT and a W. Uh what did you think about uh Britt Baker coming back? Let's
0: talk about this one, because that's I mean I tongue in cheek put this as our background. Okay. Um and I know there's been development, so on the chat. Um (laughs) So Mason says I don't disagree with you much, Kenny, but I literally couldn't disagree more on this one. And that it's Dude, we're going to have a difference of opinion on this, but it's like, what did you all want? You wanted an NXT champ to be crowned? And then what would have happened for next Super Tuesday? What would have been been the appeal to go into Super Tuesday next week? Just selling it based on the fact that there's another Super Tuesday? I guess my point is like, obviously I was disappointed. This is the thing. Obviously I was disappointed with the ending. I'm not happy with the ending, but it was compelling enough to make me want to see a one-on-one match between freaking Finn Balor and Adam Cole—it's not a bad thing. Still, a big match, yeah. It's still, still a huge it's match. Money match, yeah, for NXT. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like, shit—is it really that big of a problem? And then guess what? One of them will become NXT champion. Anyway, unless maybe unless they let swerve <laughs> us again. Yeah, let's <laughs> And then would you be willing to watch the following week? At that point, I'm done. I'm done. So, <laughs> so then we we talk about the of so we talk yeah. about Big Swole and Britt Baker getting into AEW all out. And uh Britt Baker versus Big Swole was it's a tooth and nail match inside of Britt Baker's <laughs> office, hence our background here. Uh so it's gonna be a cinematic match, and Tony Khan did confirm that on the media call and say yes, it is gonna be like a cinematic match. It's not the problem I have. The problem I have is that AEW is really pissing on their women's division a lot. And I'm going to get into it because there's a solution to this that has happened over the last 24 hours. However, going into the last week, this was booked on the buy-in, the pre-show. And it's like, how do you build a feud for three months in your women's division, one of the biggest feuds on your show, and then you're going to put that shit on the buy-in? I know the thinking behind it was let's put a big match on the buy-in to sell the pay-per-view but it, this just shits on the, on the women's division because there are people are already critical of the booking there and now you're going to put them on the pre-show? It's what, what match on
1: the card would you have put on the pre-show? Maybe the Dark
0: Order one or something else? Do you Why do you think? have to put any of those yeah. on the pre-show? pre-show put something uh, else on the pre-show. Put the uh, fucking uh, Casino Battle Royal and call it a day. You know, that's it. That's your selling point right there. And that's it. We don't need the women's match there. But my my point is, like, shit, man. The fact that they built this for three months. And it's not the first time that it's happened to Britt Baker. She had a feud with B Priestley that they put on the pre-show. It's just disrespectful, man. Now I see, like, why people are perceiving AEW's women's division the way they are. Mm. Because you got some great athletes. Britt Baker's coming back. She's been, like, the hottest... Uh, heel in the women's division, you guys are coming back and putting on the pre-show. Now, Tony Khan has said that he's pretty much caved and uh, he's putting this on the main show. That is the solution. But I still have a problem with the fact that it took fans interjecting and saying that this was wrong. (laughs) It took Kenny putting him on blast. It it took me putting him on blast on Twitter for him to change this. I just don't get it, man. I, I just don't get it.
1: So what did they what did they do to make that happen? Did they have to bump time off other matches to make it? But who knows? It, something like that. Uh, who knows? Maybe how, they're switching yeah. a
0: match, but it's like it's like come on. Like I get I get that they got Thunder Rosa versus Takarushita uh, on there, but it's like you can't just give the other women's match the pre-show. I don't know, but yeah, bump the Dark Order match. Fuck man, put the Dark Order one there. That'll sell me on on All Out. I know, uh, you know what I mean, but. Put the fucking Young Bucks on the damn (laughs) (laughs) bike. No, don't do that. That's a great storyline.
1: That's a great storyline. I'm excited
0: for that because I I can't wait to see what happens with uh, Hangman Adam Page and all that stuff. Um, But speaking of heels, what what was up with the promo on uh, SmackDown with the girl walking in heels and fur? I'm excited because I think that they're doing WWE heels, an all-inclusive area for women, women fans of the WWE, and they're going to charge 9.99 a month, just like the <laughs> WWE Network. <laughs> WWE heels. Now, every, anybody can join, right? Or do they just want sort of women, female fans? I was just kidding. To, I was just kidding uh, about the WWE. It. Wow. Wow. Good job, uh, Brandon. was Brandon, about this. Brandon I was like, Brandon, Brandon was like hey, oh, I'll get it. That. That's yeah, literally what Brandon said. Brandon. AEW heels <laughs> is to keep men like you out. Just for it's like fuck, Brandon. Let the women have one thing. Wrestling men have everything. Let them this have what one. All tap into guys like me that wanna guys like you that wanna join in. Yeah. No, please don't. So a- another big topic to talk about before we get probably to the, the main event here, as we we like to call it. Bailey finally freaking turned on Sasha Banks. Proper heel turn, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. let's talk about that actually. I told people, I'm like, do you understand that Bailey's turned heel twice since turning heel? (laughs) What I mean by that is if you remember the initial heel turn with Sasha Banks, by the way, full, like, I mean, this has come full (laughs) circle. Sasha Banks causing Bailey to turn on Becky Lynch and turn to the dark side. The second time she turned heel was against, uh, was it Charlotte when she challenged for the women's title again? And uh, she cut her hair, and she tore up the Bailey buddies. That was the second heel turn, if you will. And now we have an even heelier heel turn with her turning on a fellow heel, Sasha Banks, her best friend, and going even more to the dark side. So I think, I think WWE doesn't get enough credit with the booking they've done with Sasha and Bailey. The booking, especially with Bailey has been ridiculous. The layers that they've added to the Bailey character. If a year ago you had told me Bailey would have been the best heel uh, in the women's division, I'd have said you're stupid, especially with the Bailey buddies and all that stuff going on. But the fact that even though we all knew it was coming eventually, I don't think any of us saw it coming last night. I don't think any of us saw where, especially that she put Sasha on the uh, ring apron and then she gets out of the ring. Like we would have expected it more if they had gone to the top of the ramp and she had, like held her and then like it'd have been like you know something like that, but like the fact that she just like exited out the rig just kicked her in the head like that was ridiculous how they did That's that, cool. um and and I think see I'm I'm getting heat with my my crowd right uh, now he's getting he's getting some heat heaters. people are saying that they think they uh it went on too long and I keep telling mm. people that the like reason beat down it, itself no 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 talking the about end? the storyline. Oh. Oh, okay. I think the reason it went on so long is because of the pandemic. They just basically extended it. But that oh, goes back okay. to I think people in the, of this generation, we were all so. We want instant gratification that we can't enjoy the ride. Like, you ever hear the saying that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey? the the, the, the This is the release to the storyline. I like the tension. Like, we felt tension every time they were on the screen. Kind of like me and Brandon. Like, you know, I'm going to turn on him eventually but you just <laughs> don't Choke know when up. yeah right it's coming right you don't know when it would be like a like watching john wick's puppy die you know what i mean <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um yeah I, I loved it i loved how they did it i loved how how awkward it felt um and it, it y'all are saying it was boring it wasn't boring they were like one of the best parts of the show like damn how are they boring they literally did such a good job with, with adding different uh, characters into this. Asuka. And yeah, you see, Hollis goes. That, and this, is, this is my point. The reason you didn't like the storyline is exactly what you just said. You said, no, mm-hmm. I just don't like them at all. So if you don't like the characters, you're not going to invest in the story. Just like if you don't like the podcast host, Brandon. Right. Then you're not going to invest in what you're talking about. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You know, I've talked about that, like yeah. podcasts and stuff like that. If you don't like people, the people talking, you're not going to listen to what they say. So same thing. If you just don't like the Bailey and Sasha characters, then yes, you're going to view this as boring. But if you give I, them a I, chance, this yeah, is one yeah. of the more compelling storylines. Yeah, I, I will say it, it's been one of those things where, like you said, everybody, or
1: like they were saying in the in the comment section, we've been waiting like a long time for them to like turn. And it's like, all right, when is this? When is this coming? When are they going to start feuding? Uh, and so in that, I can kind of be like, uh, this this is this is taking too long. But I have to give Bailey credit. Right. You know, in her transformation for this beatdown, like she she looked convincing, you know, as a Helier Helier, you know, t- turn there. That, that I at least
0: enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I agree, and that's what I'm saying. I, I got to give them credit is like they were dealt a, a really bad hand because, like I said, I I full disclosure, this feud would have ended at SummerSlam. This feud they would have had they the match, right. so it was supposed to happen a lot sooner. But it just the pandemic kind of made them coast a little bit which is not a bad thing cuz I I'm still okay with it. But um I'm wondering what they do like where are they going to feud? Are they going to feud at Survivor Series? Are you going to put Sasha out a little bit and then bring her back at the Rumble? Like what's going on here? So I mean, I'm still intrigued as to what they're doing here. Um and I think you all should just give it a chance. It's my opinion. I hope
1: they can get people back so we can do give like a, 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 a Bailey fan again. Yeah.
0: Look, I'm just cuz that was really cool with their NXT feud. Yeah, no, but I think, I think this will be a lot better and people understand. But let's get into our main event, talking about giving talent a chance. So mm-hmm. the reports have come out that Vince McMahon sent an edict out, an email, saying talent is no longer allowed to, do third, to deal with third-party platforms. You know, and these, these can include Cameo, YouTube, probably Instagram, things like that so could you imagine like up up down down like happen to go though that would yeah be weird. i mean he's no like, longer allowing wwe talent to engage with third parties he's giving 30 days to cease all operations fine suspensions terminations of contracts even can happen because of this and again sets include cameo twitch tiktok youtube etc mm-hmm. now i think it's fucked up This is not 1998. This is not 1980. Kayfabe is dead. This is 2020. This is where maybe, yeah, I'll sound a little toxic, but I'm just thinking about Mm. these superstars as people. Let them fucking have a platform. We have a platform here. You know what I mean? Like, let them have, if they want to play games on Twitch and engage with their audience in, in a more personable way, let them do it. AJ Styles has a Twitch, you know, and he just literally plays video games and talks to fans. What's the harm in that? What is the harm in that? Yeah. What were you saying? Well, yeah, I was gonna say. I guess you know they're they're representing the company,
1: and so maybe you don't take a chance of them doing something silly on these other platforms, you know, that would reflect poorly on the, on the company itself. I guess maybe is the thinking I'm assuming, but yeah. and, and people I are- mean, maybe you can just like rein them in a bit and just be like, all right. Right, right and that's my thing. Reign it in, dude, but like,
0: maybe there's certain things you can't do yeah, right. when you're on your own platform. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like you can allow them to do it, but say hey, these these things you can't do. Like, you know, I, I saw, you know, they had Zelina Vega get attacked by, um, oh my God, what's her what's her name? <laughs> Why am I forgetting her name? Oh, yeah, hey, uh, name only. E- EST of EdXT.
1: Uh, oh, uh, Bianca yes, Belair, thank uh, you, Bianca Jesus Belair. Christ well, Why am I asking well, Brandon? I'm Brandon doesn't remember anybody's I must,
0: names I say <laughs> I'm gonna Naomi Racist son of a bitch But anyway, Bianca Belair uh, <laughs> Bianca Belair comes on and starts attacking her And stuff like that, which is a cool moment But it's like, you know It is almost like an outside story From the storyline that WWE's trying to portray So maybe WWE saw stuff like that And was like, hey guys, like, don't Don't be doing stuff like that Because, you know we blurred those lines of kayfabe there, and we didn't authorize that, you know, this is where we were going with the storyline, now you've done this. So I can see WWE kind of saying, like, okay, like, let's pull the reins back in a little bit, but at, at the same time, when you have talents, and this is where the part where I say, I think the internet just completely fucked it up, because... There were reports of WWE saying that even Vince McMahon saying he even owns people's real names and no, he, I can promise you if Fightful <laughs> has corrected it and said, he did not say that. Why would he tell people that he owns their real names? Let's just use common he, sense. He doesn't own their real boss. names. Okay. So <laughs> I think what I think is happening is that he's saying that you can't use WWE likenesses on these platforms and things like that. Like you can't, you know, AJ Styles, perhaps. Shouldn't have a Twitch as opposed to Alan Jones. You know, so that, that's my opinion again. But either way, it's like, you know, be blunt. These guys don't have health insurance. These guys don't have things. They're independent contractors, and yet you're trying to treat them like employees. It's like, just if you're going to let them be independent contractors, let them have their outlets, let them have their little yep. things. Because it's like, if you're going to reel them in this much, give them fucking health insurance. Give them a (laughs) W-2, as opposed to a 1099. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, and then, of course, wrestlers come out, and they basically were like, you know, you had Paige change her stuff from Paige WWE to, you know, her real name. Mm -hmm. And here's my thing. CM Punk said it, and I agree with him, which is, if enough talent says, no, fuck that, we're still going to do it, are they going to fire all of them? You know, this is where this is this, this is where you can make a stand against what Vince said because it's like, come on now. <laughs> but wait, if you're like sort of
1: lower on the on the pecking order, do you want to take that chance? Well we can we
0: can make that where? argument, but you know, if you have it like think about the people that they're threatening. It's AJ Styles, Paige, you know, you have uh, the iconics, you have like big enough names, uh, that it's like they should just use their voices for good. I mean poor AJ Styles, man. AJ Styles gets his friends fired, he get, or he got his friends fired. I shouldn't say it like that. that he was... didn't know it. Let me say that back because I know what you're going to say. Yeah. His friends got fired is what I was supposed to say. So his friends Wait. got fired, and then now he's getting his platforms taken away. Like fuck, man. What? Uh... Well, it was the, uh, did you think maybe the cameo stuff is maybe a little weird? The cameo stuff was kind of weird. And, and I think that's probably what called attention to it because it's uh-huh. like when you're getting $300 and $400 a pop for like saying an in character video, like that's where WWE says, all right, like, you hey, know, wait a minute. Like we could offer this shit <laughs> in WWE shop, out, yeah. you know, <laughs> WWE, yeah. WWE Slameos, you know? Yeah. We could just do that and just have Biggie, you know, charge 250 <laughs> so i think that's where that's probably where they drew the line so it's probably getting misconstrued a little bit but mm-hmm. it's like probably stuff like that and like you know TikToks where people are you know shaking asses and doing stuff they're probably like hey you represent the company don't forget that kind of stuff not that i disagree with it i'm just saying that's probably their thinking but you know people went off and visit like, man i get it i get this one i i get i get because of how it was delivered again how it was said uh, it really does affect the livelihood of a lot of wrestlers, and I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. So it's like,
1: will this sort of put an end to talents trying to get themselves,
0: I guess, over? To... I know, shit, man, like Zack Ryder. Yeah. Zack Ryder was yeah, trying yeah, to like get himself like that over. that sort of
1: thing, yeah. It's like, now they can't do that anymore, I guess. Well, I guess we'll see. But dang, that is nonsense. Crazy. Crazy times we're living in
0: yeah and and like i said i think i don't think there is i think this is getting misconstrued i think this is just wwe saying you know if you are you know using our wwe likeness on your stuff i don't we don't want you to do it um not necessarily like real names like when you have the iconics the iconics have their own youtube channels but it's literally called like cast or jesse mckay does you know it's Mm -hmm. under their real names i think those will be allowed but I think it's like when people blur the lines it is the problem. Like like Kana, Kana TV, which is Asuka's stuff, She doesn't really, she's not really Asuka in it. She's just like, Kana. Mm. I think that's okay. Um, but still. Good stuff, mates. Is nah, they, Brandon, uh, uh, oh. This episode, I, I've really hated Brandon's energy. I'm, I'm going to give you all full disclosure. Brandon's just completely not there because he has to piss. <laughs> yes, it's it's on the tip there.
1: Uh oh, did, anyway, there was one more thing. Uh, that oh, was Jay the main Uso. event.
0: That was the Bo- main yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. All right, a yeah, little bonus the content yeah. then for yeah, you there. Bonus WWE yeah. let's talk about J Uso because I don't think WWE gets enough credit for how they can affect their show in one night. One night. Jay Uso's storyline happened, and one night I was convinced on him being the number one contender. Because in one night he shows up and again, blurred lines of heel versus face. He comes up and it's his family. He's talking about, hey Roman, like how you doing? How come you haven't returned my calls or something? He's like, I've been busy. And then Roman went and got him the uh the match. You know, got him inserted in this match after big the number one contender match after biggie E was attacked. So shit, like what a good storyline because it was like making me go, oh, that'd be cool if Roman Reigns faced jay Uso. And then sure enough, not only did jay Uso have a hell of a performance, he had a hell of a post-match interview. And like, dude, I was invested. You want to talk about like letting a tag team person do something by themselves when the other's injured? jay Uso is a perfect example. Like I hated the, full A-O-P. disclosure, I hated the Usos when they first arrived. Mm. I did not like the Usos. So the fact that they've evolved in so much is great and not only that but like where i think this storyline is going is even more compelling because to me basically what's going to happen is that roman's basically thinking jay uso is going to take the dive and say you're just gonna gonna make this easy night for me right like just just get in the ring lay down and i'll i'll uh i'll pin you and then guess what that ain't gonna happen you know what i mean so that's or maybe it will Maybe well, he'll join up with Roman. You know what I mean? So who knows? But I, I'm intrigued by that. And they did that again in one night. This wasn't a drawn out storyline. Mm. This is one night. So awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah, I think that about
1: that about covers it, eh? That about covers you it,
0: guys. It. And and uh Wow, Brandon! Yeah, you excited to get off the episode? <laughs> I'm excited to pee. That's what it's really. It's getting really close here. Anyway, so I'm going to give you uh, some motivational words, guys. I want you all to remember. I, I posted this on my on my personal Instagram, but I said it is very. I'm just looking at you, Brandon, because you, your face is like ridiculous right now. You're just sorry. like hurry up, hurry up. So, I'm going to draw this out just a little bit longer. <laughs> well, guys, it's important to grow your business organically and stop leeching off of other people. And uh, literally, I talked about people who are a little bit too thirsty for content and kind of just say, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. So, I said that on, on Instagram. To me, you don't grow your business like that. Uh, You don't grow your business by kind of leeching off other people. You have to uh, grow it organically, care about their content, care about what they're doing with their brand, and then allow people to want to do business with you. Whether it's your podcast, whether it's in in my case, uh, my mortgage business, that's how I gain businesses by getting people to legitimately like me and not just say, look at me, look at me, look at me in terms of your podcast and stuff. What are you and your content? What are you offering other people? What are you offering them? Not, no, not how do you get me famous? How does, how does Kenny and Brandon become famous? Nobody gives a shit about getting someone else famous. Literally it's about what we offer to you. If I take you away from your life, you know what I mean? and get you entertained for an hour that is the point of our podcast it is for you it's what we offer you if i educate you on something that's for you you have to bring insight to other people's lives so again if people are just like look at me look at me look at me and then wondering why they're not growing their brand that is why my humble opinion okay so look at that nice comment from uh, wrestling in the dark what did he say uh, Kenny is a very active member of the community and he's very free with advice and help. Yeah, you and, need it. and you know, I for a while didn't feel like I was in a position to give advice. Uh, but now that we've grown a little bit, um, yeah, now that we've grown a little bit, I do feel like, you know, I am in a position to say, um, this is what you should be doing. This is how to do it, or at least how I've done it. You know what I mean? If, if you look at me and say, no, it's not, I'm not going to do it like that, cool. Then you found out how not to do it. So, we, it's, I still offer insight in some way. That's right.
1: Oh, and check your DMs, too. Oh, People I, send
0: sending you goodies. Gorilla Press is on, is on it. Yeah, so he says that Dominic Dijakovic confirmed the social media restriction, uh, and it's his understanding that we may need to stop using our gimmick names, WWE owns, but we weren't giving tons of clarification that is Dominic Dijakovic. So, yes, Dominic Dijakovic uh, con, uh, confirming that, but guys, thank you so much. Um, I want to do an AEW All Out predictions video, but Brandon's like, uh, I got to pee, so you know. So we'll see. But uh, I'll let you know on social media. Keep, keep stay tuned because we might go live again today. All right, guys. But thank you so much. It was this episode 96 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast? We are nearing really there. that hundred mark where Brandon's contract will be terminated. Yes. I, I, I only have him employed <laughs> until episode 100. And then uh, we can finally get rid of him. So thank you guys. Thank you so much.